Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. As always, thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for your kind words. And I hope to continue earning that praise you give me. And to my man, Murph, thank you so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as being part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. And to all my silver and black brothers and sisters listening around the world, I am so proud to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. All right, Raider Nation, let's get going on our time together. So we usually cover great games and great individuals that shaped our beloved Raiders on this show. I then started to think about adding some more theme-based ideas into the show. And note to Jim P., yes, I actually do think from time to time. After looking for an idea for this episode... I thought about all the great individual single game performances displayed by Raiders. And that was it. A new theme was born. Along with the countless biographies, game stories, and other quick-hitting bits of interest we will talk about in the future. So this time out, we are going back to Raiders glory days of the Super 70s when our silver and black badasses were led on the field by the greatest quarterback in Raider history, Ken Snake Stabler and one of his best passing days. In fact, it was this game that started a long streak of great games for him. I decided to have Snake as the star of this premiere episode of Great Game Moments because Ken Stabler is not only my favorite all-time Raider, but my man Murph's as well. So this episode is for you, my friend. The life and career of Ken Stabler is going to be covered on multiple episodes of Silver and Black Flashback in the near future. But for now... Let's look at the game performance that started him on his way as the leader of the Raider offense. Wine, Women, and Song. This combination of revelry represented the image of quarterback Ken Snake Stabler off the field, where the light of a honky-tonk jukebox served as his beacon. On the football field, however, Stabler displayed the desire of a fierce competitor. His passion was winning games for the Silver and Black, which the Raiders did on a consistent basis under his seven years of leadership as starting signal caller for Oakland's Band of Renegades during the bulk of their glory years. The Oakland Raiders made Stabler their second-round selection in the 1968 draft. At first, Snake's initial experience in the pro ranks was shaping up to be a bust. He came to the Raiders with a sore knee and lacking the arm strength needed to guide Oakland's long ball offensive attack. 
added to his woes was the fact that Daryl LaMonica was firmly entrenched as the starter. LaMonica was the rating American Football League Most Valuable Player and led the team to a Super Bowl appearance just months prior to Stabler's arrival. Due to all this, the Raiders sent Stabler to the semi-pro Spokane Shockers of the Continental League, where he played in one game before Oakland brought him back. In an effort to rest up his sore knees, the Raiders placed him on injured reserve. After missing the 1969 season, he came back ready to stick with the team at the dawn of the 1970s. But he was not anywhere near claiming the starting quarterback job in 1970, but took advantage of his apprenticeship while waiting for the opportunity. He began lifting weights to strengthen his throwing arm and body and was taken under the guidance of Raider great George Blanda. Blanda took a liking to the young man from Alabama who held for him on extra points and field goal attempts and he began sharing all his vast knowledge of which Stabler absorbed like a sponge. Snake then met with Raiders offensive linemen on a regular basis to discuss what plays worked in different situations. Now not only did this help him learn more about the pro game, but it also earned him the respect of the men who protected him. With Blanda and one of the greatest offensive lines in the history of the game teaching him the pro game, Stabler was quickly gaining momentum on an aging LaMonica for the starting role at quarterback. By 1973, Snake was unleashed on the rest of the NFL, and he made the most of the opportunity given to him. After his knee injuries limited his running skills, Stabler became an accomplished and much-revered drop-back passer. He was exceptional at locating an open receiver swiftly and efficiently, and within the 10- to 20-yard range, there was no better in regards to accuracy. His cool and calm demeanor allowed him to gain the respect and confidence from his teammates. But things still seemed bleak for Snake early in the 1973 season. At first, he thought he earned the starting quarterback job during the preseason games. But when the regular season began, Coach John Madden decided to go with Daryl Monica as his starter. After the first three games, the Raiders were only at 1-2, and two, which was very un-Raider-like for the team during this time in their history. The offense under LaMonica was struggling, and Stabler was getting more frustrated. Due to this frustration, Snake decided to confront John Madden in the coach's office. He pleaded his case, but Madden remained firm on his decision to stay with LaMonica at least for the moment. Stabler then went to practice that day extremely mad about the decision. He played quarterback on the scout team and threw the hell out of the ball. And the next morning, he was once again back in Madden's office, but this time he was told he was going to be the starter. Snake's competitive fire was lit, and he guided the Raiders to a 2-0-1 record in his first three starts. It was then on to Baltimore for a game against the Colts on Sunday, October 28, 1973. And it was on that date that Stabler truly arrived as one of pro football's top quarterbacks. This game allowed him to hold on to the starting quarterback job with the Raiders for seven straight seasons and led him on a path to many victories and individual honors, with the ultimate one coming with his enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2016. Game day in Baltimore saw cloudy skies and the temperature at 62 degrees as the Raiders won the coin toss and elected to receive. It was then time for Ken Stabler to unleash the fury of his left arm on the Baltimore defense. During the Raiders' first possession, he hit on five straight pass attempts and should have had six, 
but a pass to Fred Bolitnikoff was ruled out of bounds, but instant replay clearly showed that he was in bounds. During this time in NFL history, instant replay was not used to reverse a call, so whatever was called by the officials on the field stood. The drive then resulted in a 27-yard Blanda field goal and a 3-0 Oakland lead. And from then on, Stabler put on a passing clinic. He completed 14 passes in a row starting early in the second quarter until early in the fourth quarter. He just missed out on the then all-time record of 15 straight completions held by Joe Namath and Len Dawson. In their 10 offensive possessions, the Raiders scored six times and were up by a comfortable 27-7 lead with 10 minutes and 16 seconds left in the game. But they almost gave this one away to a young Baltimore team. Up to this time in the game, the Colts were only able to muster up 156 yards of total offense against the third-ranked defense in the American Football Conference. The Oakland defense then broke down a bit, allowing the two-win Colts to claw their way back in. An interference penalty in the end zone called on Willie Brown and an onside kick recovery led to 14 points, and with 2 minutes and 55 seconds remaining, the Colts had made a game of it, trailing only by a 27-21 margin. The Raiders then managed to put the game away on a Clarence Davis 32-yard touchdown run with 1 minute and 19 seconds left to give the Raiders a 34-21 victory and preserve Ken Stabler's first great moment as a pro. He connected on 25 out of 29 pass attempts for 304 yards and two touchdowns. On the receiving end of Stabler's scoring strikes were Mike Ciani from 26 yards out in the second quarter and Bob Moore from 9 yards out in the third quarter. Stabler's 25 completions tied a Raider record first set by Cotton Davidson in 1961. And his 86.2 completion percentage broke the NFL single-game record originally set at 85.7% by slinging Sammy Baugh of the Washington Redskins back in 1945. Stabler's outstanding effort also accomplished more for the Raiders than just a win. Prior to this game, Fan support for the struggling Raiders seemed to fade a bit due to the Oakland A's winning their second straight World Series. The Raiders needed something spectacular to rally their fans back, and Snake did just that. He also allowed his future Hall of Fame receiver, Raider great Fred Belitnikoff, to get back into being noticed. It seemed like the ball did not come his way very much, but then with Snake tossing passes, Belitnikoff had 14 receptions for 212 yards in his last two games. That duo went on to accomplish many great moments together over the next few years to become one of pro football's most successful quarterback-receiver combinations. This Raider win, coupled with a Kansas City loss, gave Oakland a half-game lead in the American Football Conference Western Division with a 4-2-1 record. They went on to finish at 9-4-1, claimed the AFC West title, mauled the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Divisional Playoff game before losing to Miami in the AFC Championship game. Well, that wraps up our time together on Silver and Black Flashback. But before closing out this show, I want to dish out a major amount of respect to every one of my listeners who tune into this show. You are all truly the best. And with that, I will close out our time together like I always do with the words I embrace each and every day. So until the next time we get back together once again, here it comes. Say it with me, everyone. And that includes you, Bamba, 
Matt, Bruce, Forrest, and oh yeah, Jim P. So let's do it, folks. Ready? Love you, Raider Nation! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.